Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Welcome back. Is that annoying when I kind of like say coffee? Coffee. <laughs> like I sing it. Coffee. Hmm. I can't sing at all. I can't hold a note. I wish I could. That's a talent. I Me really, neither. truly wish I could. I know. That's a talent in itself. Um, But I, I sing in the shower. I sing. I used to sing. You got a sing, good voice. Yell. You got a good loud I voice. I used to like yell, <clears throat> like if I was annoyed with my kids or whatever, so that I wouldn't always be yelling. Because mm-hmm. I grew up with my mom who was always yelling. I would sing. Me too. I would say like, I'm so irritated. I I've would heard like, you say it before. <laughs> I would like sing instead of like That's yell. That's funny. Yeah. We both grew up in a, in a household where mothers be screaming. Yeah. My mom was a yeller. I mean, she would scream. She had a huge temper. So did my mother. I don't, I think, I, listen, I talk loud. But I have a long fuse for like my temper blowing. Do, would you agree with that or am I just mm-hmm. tooting my own horn? No, for sure. I don't like- I run, envy that. I don't walk around the house like screaming, yelling. Like my mom used to yell. Like mm-hmm. if we, she walked into the kitchen, it was a mess. She, oh. would, she would scream from the kitchen, th- like be slamming things and like yelling and we wouldn't come out of her rooms. Cause man, it's disrespectful. Kids just eat, throw their dishes. <laughs> Like a maid lives here? Yeah, I know. There was Phoebe. She's a little. Charles she's a is little, bothering me. She's a little feisty, feisty. Is Charles at your feet? He's behind me, oh. touching me, trying to get up here. Oh, no. Charles, go lie down. Go lie down. We are podcasting today. So, what's in my coffee cup? Um, I love these mugs, by the way, but you are a little klutzy. And now I've bought them twice. And this is the last one of the second batch. You've broke all of my glass mugs. I did? Yes. I like to see what's inside when it's coffee because I like to see it's the right color that I want. And um, anyways, I'm having just the Starbucks unsweetened cold brew with Premier Protein in the Cake Batter Delight flavor. That's a new flavor that I just found. Babe. Anyways, it was, it's Cake Batter Delight from uh, Premier Protein. It's a new flavor I found. And um, I like it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so Dance good. With your coffee. And if I'm going to drink my calories, it's going to have protein in it, for sure. Smart. I've been doing that, too, putting a little bit of that protein, uh, liquid protein. Yeah, the premier Pure protein. Pro- yeah, yeah. I've been putting yeah. that in my coffee, too. Yeah. A little extra. Why not? I, um, <clears throat> I made you, I actually made one for myself, and I ate it already, but I made you also a cake batter protein ice cream. You haven't ate it yet. It's in the freezer. No. You should let me know when you want it. So the key with the texture to get it almost like soft serve is you have to mix it Two times on the light ice cream setting, and then one time on the respin, and then you can do mix-ins and w- add whatever you want. Like I did sprinkles in mine, but it was so good. I don't think people realize it. For, for those of you who haven't uh, made this ice cream like she does, learn. It's, it's game changer. It tastes like the real deal. Yeah, like if you're conservative with your mix-ins, you could literally have an entire pint of ice cream. With like 40 grams of protein for like 200 calories. I'm in. And if I'm it's in. a hot day, it, it makes you cold though. I, I have to prepare myself like I'm going into the tundra to eat the thing. Because by the second half of the pint, you're so cold internally. So if you're feeling hot, if it's a hot day and you want to cool down, eating a pint of the ice cream. You should is, have told me that yesterday. It was perfect day yesterday. Well, it was, hot. it was in there. I told you I made it when I did. I forgot. Yes, it would have been perfect. Remember day. on the last podcast, you're like, you have to teach me. And I said, mm-hmm. well, you have to ask me. You have to say, well, we did it finally, but now you have to tell me when you want it. I'm not a mind okay. reader. Just say, you're hey, not? babe, can I make that ice cream? Not a mind reader? No. Are you a mind reader? Yes. Oh, okay. 
Really? Okay. What am I thinking right now then? <laughs> this effing guy over here. <laughs> yeah, we have a, a debate to settle because I laughed. So I, I don't know why mm -hmm. I couldn't stop laughing was a couple of days ago you were so irritated with me because you're like what is so funny because you were on a phone call and it triggered memories for me from when we were first dating <clears throat> so you were on a phone call and we need i needed you to get off so we could do something so you were telling the person basically that you were going to call them back but you said to them hey i gotta i gotta do this real quick keep your phone on and that's what you told them keep your phone on okay bye and I started laughing so hard and you were so irritated because you used to tell me that when we were dating and we would be talking on the phone and you'd have to go do something and you were going to call me back. So you'd say, hey, keep your phone on. I, I got to go do this. Real Instinct. Quick. I'm really telling the person to stay near your phone and to get a hold of so you keep talking. <laughs> I know, but it's funny to me because who turns off their phone? I don't know. People. <laughs> dummies or don't answer and i used to think it was weird People think they're more important than they really are like i'm so busy i can't get to my kid out of here no you're not you ain't that special stop tooting your own horn no but you're not joe rogan okay, or the rock i get it but it's the choice of words keep your phone on and now you think that i'm crazy for thinking that's funny and i think it's hilarious because who in the hell gets off the phone and turns off their phone i don't mean that literal it means more stay close to your phone. There's some street talk slang terminology out there that I use that maybe some of you guys don't understand. Okay, but- I asked your son, has he ever said that? He said, yep. Yeah, but here's the thing. You want me to pull him in he here as a witness? He probably has said that because- Would you like me to pull him in here as a witness? The 12 years. Would you like me to pull him in here as a witness? No, okay. He would not be very happy about that. There you go. But you probably- I'm just curious. He probably says that because I don't you... mean it literal, though, man. Not everything I say is literal. There's <laughs> slang behind it. Sometimes it goes over your head like a- you That's guys, I, mean. I, I used to think it was very strange when we were dating and he would say that. And I would be like, why does he always tell me to keep it's my just phone instinct. on? Anyway, so when you said it again recently and I heard you, it just made me, I just, you know, sometimes I've always had this about me. And it's kind of annoying. Some things just trigger me to laugh where I can't stop laughing. And like, I just keep laughing. Like the hashtag, Franzo. <laughs> I can't read it. It's French. You're like, what is this? Okay. So I was looking at his fan favorite Frenchie's Instagram, which he runs that one, by the way. That's me. And um, he, <laughs> he hashtagged one of the pictures with some French Francois. No, no, no. My dog. I ha the yeah, hashtag. you hashtagged a yes. picture that you posted with a Francois something. And I'm like, what on earth is this hashtag? It just was so funny. I think, what are you doing? You're looking for it? Yeah. I'm going to show you people. Francois. Franzo Sitch Bulldoggy. I can't read French. <laughs> yes, can you but how did it's just you a hashtag. That's all. Because that. I see it on other pages. I'm learning from other Francois people, from the pros. Bulldoggy. Because I want my pictures and videos to go super viral. So I hashtag all the things with millions of uh, hashtag followings. Oh. No says how many. So I go after those. Oh my God. But it was funny because I'm like, why are you hashtagging French hashtags on your instagram it's all part of the bulldog baby he, he's so mad when I, I poke i poke at him sometimes, sometimes i want to <laughs> you see these hands i want to do it though so annoying sometimes, sometimes i want to put my fist through one of these windows stop such joking. a liar I'm is joking. that why you have muay thai on your um, no i'm knuckles? joking i hit the bags when i'm angry and pissed off that's what i do so if you if i hear you in the garage hitting the bag does that mean you're in a bad mood no oh, this okay. means i'm working out sometimes i'm in the kitchen i'm like randomly you're like randomly in there folding laundry and then like i'll hear you hitting the bag mm -hmm. and then you make noise like tuh, tuh. yes yeah you don't breathe in you breathe out is that why you have to make a noise yes 
Really? Breathe out. Yeah, oos. However oh. you do it, whatever noise you make. But yes, when you yeah. strike, you have to breathe out. Interesting. People, they do this when they hit, they tense up and they uh -huh. suck in air. That's oh. how you know they're amateur. You see it in street fights. Guys always, they tense up, drop their hands. Amateurs. Interesting. Keep your hands up. You want to protect? If you get in a fight anybody, at the very minute someone's attacking, just keep your hands right here. That's all you got to do. Just keep, keep them. Keep your hands in front of your face? Just keep, yeah. That goes for many women. I'm saying if you get in attacked, at the very minute, if you don't know how to fight, just... But that's not the instinct. No. The instinct is to wail. The instincts drop your hands. For men, drop oh. your hands. Chest puffing. <laughs> hands down here. Amateur hour. See it a mile away like this guy's just chest puffing. He don't know how to fight. He's just, he's more bark than bite. The, um, speaking of chest puffing, it reminded me of the Warriors because of the thing with Draymond Green, Jordan Poole. Mm -hmm. I watched the ring ceremony. Oh, yeah. What'd you think? It's it was beautiful. good. It's I touching. like, I don't, I got emotional. Yeah, of course. That's our I team. I love it. What is it always, you know, it's something beautiful about mothers where players will always thank their mothers. Always. Like, I just love that. What I hope that I'm the kind of mother. That like if my kids accomplish something amazing that they want to thank me or whatever for it. Well, you raise them, so of course, obviously if they're so. doing good in life. Like that's like goals, you know, is mm. to be that kind of mom. Yeah. To like just like be supportive. You notice all the uh, professional male athletes, all of them, every single one of them. The first thing they do when they come into money, majority of them is they buy their, buy their mama, mama house, house, a beautiful house, paid for and everything. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's like you. this mother raised them, sacrificed her time, her gas, her whatever the case, taking them mm -hmm. to practices to whatever to accomplish that goal. And then when they make it, they're like, we made it, mama. Not I made it, but we made it. Why do you think it's more moms than fathers? Why? Because there are boys? some people that have good fathers, but still yeah. I feel like there's that just the connection to think they're mom. I don't know. It's the, it's the mother. The connection, the, the connection. umbilical cord connection it has to be. It's there has different. to be something there. It is. I'm not going to lie. I love my father. Love him to death. Love my mother. But something that was more of a, for sure. I don't know. We're more, I don't know. It's more instinct, I guess. Because yeah. we come out of your guys' womb. It's yeah, a different connection. We're living inside your body, growing inside your guys' bodies. But you hear that. I think you do hear that more with men or male athletes and stuff think they're moms. And I wonder, but what about women? Like, do they think they're dads more? Do like women tend to gravitate towards the dads? I don't know. That is a good question. I don't, I don't pay attention because I don't really watch like yeah, so I don't professional know. women's basketball or any women's sports like Have that. Have you ever heard like a, a woman fighter think her? Yeah, because a lot of the, uh, <clears throat> clear my throat. a lot of the, uh, a lot of female fighters, it's pretty cool that a lot of them have fathers who are fighters, so that's who, who they get taught by, their fathers. And, the, so, so yeah. and you do hear them thinking, okay. Yes. So that's interesting. There's I wonder a lot of if there's there. something to that. And why is it little girl's first love is, as a man is her father? Yeah. Their first sure. Always. And same thing as a boy, our mother. And same thing, think about it. Boys will step in front of a bullet for their mothers, not thinking twice. Boys, little yeah. boys, they're just protective. You just feel so protected you with do. your your dad i told you like my my i have such strong strong memories of when i would have bad dreams at night i would get out of i would get out of my bed walk over to my dad's side and he would feel me there or i would just tap him i wouldn't even have to do much and he would just open up the blankets and i would just curl up inside like right by his his stomach and curl into a little ball and i never felt so safe in my life yeah there is like there is such a that's, safety, especially when you're petrified that, after a nightmare. It, notice that little girls always take to their fathers, the strong male figure. Yeah, like I never times. went to my mom's side. <clears throat> I always went to my dad's side. And he never said, go back to bed or 
No, never, never. He just like let me curl up in inside with him. Yeah, and I think instinctually, kids do know out of the two who's the stronger parent gravitate to the father for protection. For protection, yeah. I think that's like animal instinct. Like that comes from like animals. You know, like Most. the father's the protector. Think about the lions, right? The provider, the protector, the right? Lion, the male lion, the female hunts. The male lion eats, but part of the male lion is to reproduce and to protect his tribe. Because you're going to get the lung, young lion that's going to want to kill his cubs and take over the tribe. It's vicious out there. And then the mother protects her. She protects her cubs like nothing else. It, this is so off topic, but yeah. my brother found, he's like Dr. Doolittle. He's always like trying to rescue animals and stuff. It's like to a fault. My oldest brother. And he found a, a kitten, a kitten that was, um, you know, by itself outside, eyes closed roaming on the sidewalk you know like a tiny little kitten and so he took it to a a, like a rescue or whatever he fed it kept it safe overnight and then took it to a rescue but i told him though for going forward when that happens don't take the kitten right away watch it from afar for like an hour to make sure it's the, the mom doesn't come back for it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they get separated from the pack, but the mom will get her other kitten situated in a safe place and she will come back for it. Yes. And so especially like these strays, these, these you know, they, they live in the wild. They, we have a lot of cats around here because there's like a creek and, and everything. They know how to survive. They do. And the moms know how to take care of their kittens. And you, you're not supposed to mess with a kitten. If you see a kitten with its eyes closed, that means it's just barely born and if they're alone for over an hour then you can assume maybe something happened to the mother or something's wrong um but you're not supposed to touch it because if you touch it and fiddle with it and then wait the mom will sense some danger and she might leave the kitten or she might kill the kitten but if you just leave it alone like nine times out of ten as long as she's not injured or something like that she will come back for her kitten yeah. They know how to take care of their own. I know. It's, it's like amazing. It is. It is it's truly The instincts amazing. that we have, the energy, the instincts, the bonds, yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, because nobody, who teaches the cat? Who teaches them? Who teaches them how to build a nest when they're about to have the babies and go to a safe place and take care of them? Who teaches them that they're going to feed them? Like, I know. It's, it's all instinct, right? It's kind of like a miracle. Like nature is. is just like... A miracle. That's why nature, we have to protect it. Yeah. Animals matter. They're just as important as us. We're not no better than them. We're not more important. Who are we? Oh, just because we're at the top of the food chain? The only reason is because we can walk. We have hands. We can use our mind. It's the only reason. You put us out in the wild, though. We're not at the top of the food chain with no weapons. No, I know. Somebody we're said not. that. Put us out in the wilderness. The only thing that makes us the... what, they, what Didn't they say it's because thumbs? Because we're able to build things. We, we created we, guns, yeah. spears. We- weapons, weapons are what separate divide us, us separate yes. us. Because, like, come on, we can't we can't win against most of the like the animals in the jungle alone. Not even close. We're screwed. Not even close. We get annihilated. Bears, mountain lions. That's just here in California that I get you. You go to like to Africa, all those wild animals that get you out there. Yeah. The lions, tigers, whatever, panthers, whatever else exists out there. Now, throw us into the ocean. Now you got a whole new plethora of problems. Oh yeah, we're sharks, screwed. The number one predator, because um, even though sharks are not the number one, honestly, killer whales 
will kill a shark. Yeah. That's their enemy, uh-huh. the storm. But they don't really attack humans, killer whales. Sharks are really are. Oh, yeah. So the that's ones that come true. after us. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. All of it is just crazy to it? me. And yeah. that's why, like, look, I love animals and I, and then I don't want people to say, oh, but you're such a hypocrite because you're not a vegan. I'm not. I'm not a vegan. I'm not going to lie and say I'm a vegan. Me neither. I, I applaud people who can, for sheerly the love of animals, yes. who live a lifestyle that avoids animal products. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's amazing. Yes. Like, I do. I think, for sure. I think they're like, I think they're amazing. That's mm-hmm. a, that is whatever their devotion to that is something that I envy. Yeah. Like, I think that's amazing. I purposely sometimes, you know, ignorance is bliss and not saying that that's the right thing to do, but I, I hate watching like, like if you, you know, I have a few vegans that I follow on Instagram and they'll post things like about the slaughterhouses and things like that. And it just rips my heart out and I hate watching it. I hate seeing it. And not to say that that's right, but it's like, I don't want to watch the documentaries that are going to change my mind. I don't want to do any of those things. But you know what? I can tell you never say never. I, I don't say I will never become a vegan. I, I can't say that because it, there, it's possible that at some point in my life, I might try it. Um, what I try to do right now is reduce my... I reduce my impact on certain things I can that I can easily avoid. Like I can easily avoid eating pork, so I don't eat pork anymore. Mm. Um, because it, it's me, not I... that difficult. <clears throat> I just can, you know. I yes, I love bacon and stuff, but I I easily can avoid pork. Like even when I made my I breakfast sandwiches recently with sausage patties, they were turkey sausage patties. Yeah. So you know, because I think that when you're making a move and when you in that direction, sometimes. Um, it's better to do it slowly. Make small adjustments and see how you do. Mm-hmm. I, w- I don't know if I'd ever be able to give up animal products as a whole, though, like milk and cheese. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But never say never. Never say never. Never say never. I don't want to talk shit right now and say <laughs> never and then someone bring this podcast up when I'm like hardcore vegan it out in five years or something like that. Yeah. You know? I so don't know. you can never say never. Because no. a lot of times I said never and nope. Imagine. Um, if if I had like a chef, like a vegan chef that can make me amazing food, because let me tell you, if you have never been to a vegan restaurant, they are absolute magicians at vegan restaurants. Blow your mind away. Below your mind. Crossroads is the Travis Two Barker yes. restaurant that we went to. Off Melrose. Absolutely. Blow your A mind plus away. plus. Yes. And then. Um, Casa Madres? No, Gracias Madre. Gracias Madre. And there's one in LA and there's also one in there's San one Francisco. Je- Jennifer Aniston goes to, you wanted to go to, we never went, remember? Another vegan spot? Yeah, I think you were I telling me about it. I don't remember the name of it. Me neither. But the, yeah, there's another, there's a place, it's in San Francisco and then it's it's also in LA. It's Gracias Madre. They also have amazing cocktails mm-hmm. and they have CBD infused drinks. They might <laughs> even have THC infused drinks now. They said again. They might even have THC infused drinks. Damn, I'm, yeah. But they do have CBD in or cannabis drinks for That's sure on their menu. I never had as much. I'm a weed smoker, but I never had like any like infused drinks with cannabis with THC. Yeah. You did I mean, have with the THC. the cannabis with the CBD cannabis. Yeah, but yeah. now with, I'm curious. Is there alcohol mixed with THC in there? I don't know. I don't know what they, I've just heard. And oh, that hits you quick. You know, I'm not a fan of um edibles and things like that because i have not responded to them well they're legal here in california Mm -hmm. um but every time i've tried them it has not been a good 
experience for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm reluctant to do it again. I may be thinking like maybe like a mic. I've heard like microdosing THC. Microdosing THC, I think, is federally <clears throat> legal. Federally legal? Yeah, like microdosing THC, because I'm now hearing it advertised on podcasts mm. and podcast um, advertisers and things like that. It's like it would have to be federally legal, I think. Wow. Can so, we advertise it? Huh? Can we advertise it here? Well, we would if, if I try and love it and want to scream to the rooftops me, about it. Yeah, let me get let me see if I can find us some product out yeah, there. Yeah, I want to try. Come in the space. I won't go license. Yeah, try like a microdose. Like, see if you can look into it. I'd like to try it just to see. Next time I go to the dispensary, I'll look if they have some. Yeah, the micro. Yeah, micro. Micro-dose. I love shrooms, microdosing shrooms. Yeah. Is it legal here? Gray area. Oakland and Santa Cruz it is. It's decriminalized. You can you can have something micro- legalized in a, based on cities instead of like statewide? It's weird, babe. County to county. Oh, that's interesting. I, I don't know. It's, Oakland and Santa Cruz 100%. They, they sell it. There's dispensaries. Only two cities I know. Even microdose? Because you know that they're doing, there's so <laughs> many studies on like mental health study, active studies going on. Actually, there is a study going on in San Francisco. I wouldn't mind being part of one of those studies just because um, what I've been through. For mental health, like for... Um, with with psilocybin, psilocybin is psilocybin, what, is what yeah. it is. It there are studies you can actually you could probably look it up on the internet and and apply to participate in in studies. There, I think it's cool, you know, to see. So you know what's crazy about it? Like, it's like when it wakes you up. It's and listen, I'll be honest. I've done drugs, ecstasy, and Molly, and that and that kind of high is like bing. You're, you're different kind of high. Molly, it's like it makes you alert. Molly? I mean, uh, I'm sorry. You you missed psilocybin makes you alert. Microdosing shrooms, it's it's a trip the way it just wakes your brain up. It doesn't get y'all wired up like other stimulants. Well, the key with microdosing anything is that it's not for a high. It's not for entertainment. Mm -mm. It's not for negative. um, It's not a party drug or anything like that. It is for. It is, you know, other than like pharmaceuticals. I actually saw this TikTok. Speaking of pharmaceuticals i saw this tiktok of a girl who uh she's having a mental health struggle and she needed some a mood stabilizer drug prescribed she doesn't have insurance so she's a cash pay and the doctor prescribed prescribed her a something that could help her she was already taking like an ssri and like an anti-anxiety she needed a mood stabilizer for Mm -hmm. her mental health condition and she posted the uh it said her prescription was ready to pick up at walgreens and she posted it on TikTok, the cost. A 30-day supply, it was $706. Of what? A mood stabilizer drug, like, you know, a prescription. And obviously, she doesn't have money to afford insurance, so she's cash paid. You think she can afford a $700? Golly. Like, I don't understand. They're not here to help us no more. I'm going to just go out and say it. It's just crazy. That's insane. It's crazy. That's a bill. That's food. Like, who has... It's crazy. Medication's expensive. I know that your your sister has expensive medications that she has to take. Like expensive medications are so expensive. I know. We used to think that they're here to help us, but they're not. It's, pro- it's a profit business, unfortunately. Yeah. And honestly, like when um, I re- I'll never forget when I, it happens all the time. It happens at the vet too. It happens at the vet. Yes. But I went to, when I had, um, I had kidney stones one time, you guys, <clears throat> it was so bad. I had partied myself to like, to like death. I'm not, I'm not, um, happy to admit, but I did. 
um, it was because I had tried to starve myself skinny before a trip to Miami. This is before I found fitness. This is back when I was like cardio bunny, yo-yo dieter, extreme diet to to get into a bikini, starved myself skinny to get to a trip, then proceeded to take water pills while I was on the trip um, so that I would look lean and skinny in my, in my bikini, which I did look pretty good, I have to say, <laughs> but it was it not healthy. It definitely works, but not healthy. This is back in 2012. This is right before I found my like fitness journey. It was <clears throat> a few months later, I, I found fitness actually. Um, but- I took water pills and drank in the sun and did not drink any water and hardly slept. And I did this all weekend long. And the la- when I finally, I made it home, but I felt so sick. And it was the water pills and the dehydration from not drinking, the dehydration from the alcohol, yeah. the extreme dieting, the not eating, the not sleeping. I, my, my kidneys basically shriveled up like a raisin. That's what they told me. Like my potassium levels were out of control. Like I could have gone into cardiac arrest. I was so. It was scary. It was very scary. But basically I was having kidney stones because obviously my kidneys were shriveled up. So like the sediment that's at the bottom of your kidneys, you know, that that started passing through when my kidneys were so dehydrated. And long story short, they hydrated me. They gave me morphine. They did all of the things. And there's not much they can do for kidney stones. Uh, you you rehydrate, get your potassium levels good. Um, painful. It's painful. So something for the pain. Yeah. But they let I left that hospital, and at the time I did not have insurance. And you went to pick up my prescriptions, and it was five hundred dollars. They prescribed antibiotics. Did I have an infection? No. They prescribed anti nausea. Was I nauseous? No. Um, they they prescribed so many different things, like th- an anti-inflammatory, a pain pill, whatever. I ended up not taking any of it. It was like $500. I think I took the the pain pill and that was it yeah. while I was passing the kidney stones. Yeah. And it just woke me up to like, I didn't need all of this stuff. <clears throat> no. And didn't, why didn't they say, hey, these are the things we think you need and this is why and this is what we're going to give to you. No, they don't do any of that. They just say, okay, take these pills and like, bye. Yeah. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Like, no, what if they say like, hey, you know what? This pill right here, it's like $100, but you can take a chamomile tea instead if you're feeling a little nauseous. You know, they don't do that. Mm-mm. So question everything. And we've noticed that recently with our vet care yes. as well. Yes. There was a thing. Let me uh, speak for a second because uh, I got something on my mind. I, I wish I would have saved it, said you There's a dude who was testifying in front of a panel somewhere. I don't remember. He was a vet. And he's kind of calling out other vets saying, like, no one talks about this, but vets over-vaccinate dogs because there's money in it. Mm-hmm. And dogs have issues later on, and vets are not held. They have, like, no uh, repercussions, no. nothing. And no one questions it. And listen, I, I know most vets are out there to help our dogs, but at the end of the day, we got to remember it's a business. They're trying to make money. Right. And every time you go to the vet, it's like, I just want to go for a checkup. Oh, your dog needs this, 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 and this every single time. I need this, this, this. And then you almost feel like guilty, like if you don't want to do it, like you're not being a good parent. Yeah, yeah. But listen, I've learned a lot over the years on like when to take your dog in. Mm-hmm. 
and when to do something about it and then when to give them meds. And and a lot of times I de- decline the medications. Like Charles had a, um, I took Charles in recently because he had a bump on his eye and it looked like it was affecting his his eye a little bit. I took him in because I wanted to make sure it was not like a tumor or something. Mm-hmm. He he determined that it was like a contusion. So basically, he was probably a playing bump. with Phoebe, bumped his head. Yeah. Gave, right away prescribed antibiotics, an ointment, all this stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to give him any of that stuff. No. I'm like, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't a tumor, something that we need That's to, it. a growth or something that we need to address. If it was due to injury, he's fine. He'll be okay. Yes. It's not cut open. No. I'll watch it. I'll watch how he's acting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't need to give him, and not to mention, no. if you give him antibiotics, if you give your dogs antibiotics every time they go to the vet, just in case they have an infection, guess what? When they actually have an infection, the antibiotics are not going to work. No. Same goes for human. You don't want to do too much of that. No. Very rarely you want to do antibiotics. Not the best for you. Because a lot of times your immune system is powerful. Yep. Even if you do have an infection, it doesn't actually mean you need antibiotics. Newsflash. Because your immune system can handle it, can take care of it most times. So let your immune system do its job. Exactly. And only if it doesn't appear to be doing its job, then you can get medication. But like with your dogs, like this last time, I'm like, no, I don't need these things. Or I have those at home. I like said something stupid. And then I'm like, I'm not going to give him any of that. I came home and gave him nothing. I'm like, cool. He doesn't have a a tumor on his eye. He doesn't have a blocked tear duct. He's fine. I paid my $35 for the examination. And that's it. I just wanted peace of mind. Yeah. He doesn't, he, you know, it's not a, a contusion of this or that. He needs all these pills. Like, no, he doesn't need and because, any of that. And because they're, they're educated, they've gone to school and they work there. I get it. <clears throat> you, you go to your, whatever your go-to is, your natural instinct to prescribe. And that's what kind of, I kind of got irritated the last time I took Rocky. Oh, he needs this. this I just came to follow up. It's getting better. I should go home. Yeah. Why do I need all this? better, why They sent the need, vet out. Yeah. They sent the vet out to talk to me. To Who was it? Dr. Bath? Yeah. Oh, Dr. Bath actually came yeah, out? Yeah, and I was oh, like, I Dr. Bath, that. why do I need all this? I just came for a checkup. You told me it's better than what, what do I need all this? Oh, for this or for that. Like, can we just call Can we just call bullshit? Like, it, it, are you guys trying to profit off of us? Like, we've been coming to you guys for so long. Do we need medication lot. every time? It's a like, lot of medication. Yeah. And then, you let me tell you this. You don't want to my dogs. They do not like it when you question them. Nope. Okay, so recently, and like we have, we love this vet. Honestly, we've been going there a long time, and but there's getting irritated. It definitely feels different lately. They just feel like they're just prescribed, prescribed, prescribed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've been going there a long time, but I was so annoyed because because I had some questions about Phoebe's vaccination. So Phoebe is my new dog Mm -hmm. and um, our breeder was really good. She gave us a lot of information like, listen, sometimes they like to give this vaccination and this with the regular vaccinations. Do not get those. Those are not good for for this breed. It leads to issues. It leads to seizures down the road. Down the road. That's like neurological. That's what that vet was saying. Exactly. So she said, do not do this or whatever. So I you know, went to my vet appointment with Phoebe asking a lot of questions. Well, you know, because they just say, oh, here's the puppy package. This is, they're going to get one set of shots, second set of shots, third set. They don't give you details. They they didn't like want to tell me like what's in, okay, that's great. But what's in each set? Mm-hmm. And, and as soon as I ask questions, 
the a younger vet came out. And she had such a bad attitude. Oh yeah, she did. Like, like we're questioning them. Like, yeah. And let me tell you guys, I was, I was very polite and and not rude at all. She came out hot. Mm-hmm. She came out hot, and I had to go like I, I had to get a little like heated for for the first time in a long time. Like I said, I have a long fuse. I love this saying: "Fuck around and find out." But excuse my that's French. basically like I was like oh, I was like kind of like hold my earrings, yeah. kind of like thing, you, right? You talking to? I like was that. like, yeah. Hey, you need to chill. Yeah. That was my exact. Yeah. Like exactly. I rolled my window down because I came she out of like the car. That, yeah. And I was like, why are you coming? Am I, is it my imagination or you're coming out with like an attitude? Yeah. I'm like just asking question questions. Yep. I'm actually not. It's not about paying. I will pay the full price of what you want, the $250. But I just want to know individually, what are you giving her? Because there are certain things I do not want to give to her. And that's my prerogative. Yeah. This is my dog. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. and there was one, and I wish I could think of the name, and hopefully I'll I'll put it on on the YouTube video if you guys can watch the YouTube video. I'll put the name of it because for small breed dogs, there is something that they give dogs for like flu. Uh, it's kind of like a flu vaccine for dogs that small breeds do not handle it well. It causes issues, and she said yes, that's part of it. And I said, well, I do not want that. I do not want that. I want to make sure you put that in the file. I do not want it. And then every time I took her in for her next set, I confirmed that they did not give her that. Good. But I'm also, I also don't like the fact that I think a lot of vets are doing this now where you don't go in with your dog because I'm the crazy dog mom that would make sure that the, they're, they're giving the right vaccine portion. Yeah. A lot of times that's a common mistake. They'll get the pounds off. Like they will give a vaccine to a small dog that's for a 25 pound dog yep. by accident. And mm-hmm. then, oh my gosh, something wrong. Your dog had a bad reaction to the vaccine. And you Cop never out. know that it was a mistake that they made. Of course, they cover it up. They, of course, they're not going to say, oh, well, shoot, we accidentally know. Like, what are nope. your checks and balances? <laughs> I don't know. But that day, let me tell you guys, I, it was not pretty. I, yeah. I, I kind of like, actually, it was to the point where like, I, was upset enough to where you didn't even have you didn't even step in and say anything because I was like I was already there and handling it because man yeah, the way she came out walking I noticed it too and then when I said that to her she was very like and I stayed calm though because there is power in remaining calm it is let me tell you I was calm and I feel like I may have intimidated the shit out of this chick because yeah. she was stuttering. At, by the end of the conversation and, me, and, and listen them white coats mean nothing to me i don't care if you're a doctor you got phds the galore means nothing to me i don't bow down because you come out with a lab coat i'm gonna ask questions if you got a problem with that and, and, and it's a man we can do the man dance if you want to go there well i, don't play I just that, feel like doctors these are our doc these are our dogs we're spending good money yeah. we spend good money these are our babies we raise them but these vets come out thinking like Hi, mighty with my white lap. Get out of here with that. That doesn't Just do Just remember, you guys, you are in charge. Yes. And this goes for like your health Your health too. Question everything. Question everything. You don't need don't a $100 just... Tylenol for your headache. Get out of here yeah. with that. It just, again, when I went to the hospital for my leg, I'm going to try to give me all this, this, yeah. this, this, and oh, that. Oh, they like... did. And, and again, they don't sit you down and say, hey, we want to run these tests. This is how much they cost. And here's the most important question. And I I remember this. I actually heard this on another podcast from a doctor that said, 
this is the question that you ask when they want to run tests for from your vet, from your doctor. And I recently used this, by the way, and I'll explain. They said, yep. you always want to ask, is the outcome of these tests going to impact my treatment plan? If the answer is no, then do not do the test. Period. Mm-hmm. So like I'm dealing right right now, I'm dealing with that with my dad. The doctor's like, oh, well, maybe we should do this test first. Um, we should do this test and then we'll get started on this treatment. And doing that test that he wanted to was going to delay treatment by six more weeks. Mm. And so I thought of that question. And I, I first I said, okay, you know, That's I'll schedule smart. it. Then I said, it bothered me like all night. And the next day I called the doctor's office and I said, hey, it's going to take six weeks for that test, but do the results of that test impact the treatment plan? And the answer was no. So why? So I'm like, so wh- so can we not take the test? And he's like, well, yeah, you know, yeah, it's really not that necessary. I, I guess, no, you don't have to take And I'm like, and if we don't take the test, doesn't that mean we start treatment six weeks earlier? Well, yeah, it, it does. Yeah, we can start. Okay, then we're not going to take the test. And it was like, if I hadn't have asked that question, we wouldn't be, yeah. we'd be taking the damn test. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you have to have an advocate, let me tell you, because my dad doesn't know. And, you know, he's going through some health issues and, you know, I'll probably be able to share more, you know, as this journey continues. And I always, I always, when it comes to like other people, when I share their business, I get approval before I can talk about it, but he's pretty open about things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't clear, like specifically discussed um, with him talking about the latest and greatest information. Um, but he does watch the podcast, by the way. Does he? Yeah, he watches it. Isn't that cute? You know what's on my mind before I forget to is, uh, who was I? I was talking to somebody who was big in the medical industry. No, I'm sorry, not talking. Listening to a podcast. I think it was my boy, Joe Rogan, my favorite podcaster other than us. Oh, and uh, he has somebody on there and, and the guy has a, 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 a he, he, he broke it down. W- Ways to Wells is his business. Basically he says, you have to ask these doctors to take a full blood panel. A lot of times they don't. They just want to look, they concentrate on your the bad things, but they don't concentrate on the positives to try to fix you. Because mm-hmm. I hate to say it, it's not big pharma. It's not the hospitals. It's big insurance that runs everything. Right. They're the big dog, big right. insurance, mm-hmm. big dog. I forget which company, like Aetna, one of those big mm-hmm. ones, mm-hmm. $500 billion they made. Like, really? Right. We're just cattle now. That's what I look at it. Like, we're just cattle and sheep. So what do you always say? Control what you can control. Control your health. Mm-hmm. Do what you can. If not, you're going to make those guys richer. And you got to remember the first thing that they, and they've been taught this way. So it's not necessarily, you know, I'm not trying to dog them out, but that's how no. you're taught. You're taught to diagnose and prescribe. That's it. Diagnose and prescribe. Exercise so they always and eat well. want to Generic. find, they want to find, they want to look for things and then they want to prescribe treatments and tests and medication to affect those things. But they don't, they never really start with. Unless you have a really good, like more new age, modern doctors yeah. with lifestyle medicine first, because there are so many things that just changing your lifestyle are going to fix yeah. without you getting on a ton of medications or doing all these special protocols. Um, if you're not already doing, everybody who has any health concerns at all, you have any health concerns, if you are not already doing lifestyle medicine for yourself, meaning eating a healthy balanced diet, getting your getting your vitamin D, getting your exercise, doing those things, you're you're skipping the most important thing because you're trying to get a quick fix with some prescription that's going to help you out. 
You know, anybody who has who is even healthy, but anybody who already has health conditions, well, number one, you don't have to have a doctor tell you that you need to be controlling the volume of your food because what I find the most that leads to the most problems with everybody is they overdo everything. Yes. And they ruin a good thing. They Mm -hmm. overeat. Yes. You overeat. I'm sorry. That's true. Overconsumption. That's it. Overconsumption of alcohol, overconsumption of treats and desserts and food in general. You overconsume and you have it in your head that you don't. Most people, if I had a nickel for every time someone told me, but I don't really eat that much. Well, clearly you are. Sorry. I, 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 how do I, you are, you just don't think you are. I promise you. If I have a cheat day, where I do not monitor my volume, it is not difficult for me to eat 5,000 calories in one day. I, I, and I'm 120 pounds, five foot three. I can put down 5,000 calories on yes, a cheat day. Okay. I see you do it. And that would feel like to me, like, yeah, I, I ate a lot yesterday. I probably ate about 3,000 calories. Nope. Double it. Wrong. So whatever you think you're eating, double it. That's what you're actually eating. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm I, not going to sugarcoat it here anymore for no, you guys. No more. I used to, as a trainer, when I was a personal trainer, same thing. I do their uh, body, you know, check their weight. Do this, they're gaining weight, and I'm like, "What's going on? How's you eating?" Uh, but I'm not really eating that much. I'm oh my god! Like, I I'm thinking, I, I, you know, when they tell me that, I'm thinking like, "You must think I'm stupid, or you're just in denial because bodies just doesn't miraculously gain weight." It's denial. So, so let's go back a little bit in human history. Let's go back a few hundred years. Let's just say there's pictures of humans back then. Or let's go back 50 years. Compare the people on the beach 50 years ago compare the people today on the beach. I've seen pictures in the 70s to now. Mm-hmm. It's atrocious. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not you, to rag on women, but the average weight of women has went from 170. Shaking the table. Have, have went to 170 to 180 pounds. They're getting bigger and bigger. That's too, that, that women are not meant to be this big. They're frames. No, and let me, it, it is excess that's throwing you off okay and when you complain about your hormones and having hormonal issues guess what causes the hormonal issues excess Mm -hmm. the body does not do well with overconsumption Mm -hmm. of anything you can overconsume caffeine then you you mess up your adrenals you mess up your response to caffeine you can overconsume water and then you dehydrate yourself because you're peeing so much you lose your electrolytes you can even overconsume water. You True. you can you could drown. What you have to learn is what moderation is. And if you are not and uh, the biggest thing is people will even excess exercise is a problem. Okay? And even for people who aren't monitoring nutrition and just they, they're big into working out. So you know, I get people all the time they'll contact me and be like, "I've been doing Orange Theory for 2 years. I go 5 times a week. I work out so much, but I haven't lost a pound." Well, you're eating too much. You're eating more than you're a, burning. A workout, and I hate to break it to you guys, but an hour workout, a strong, good hour-long workout, you're going to burn maybe 400 calories. You could eat that on the way out of Orange Theory when you stop at Starbucks and get Easy. your Starbucks drink, mm-hmm. and you just negated that hard-ass workout. Mm-hmm. It's very easy. So I feel like people eat back their workout calories times five because- they do. They have a false sense of, I'm working out so hard. I must, I'm just going to eat what I want because I'm working out so hard. No. You can't outwork a diet. I've tried it. I'm guilty. It doesn't work. And I work out hours. I sweat a lot. And I'm doing Muay Thai, hitting bags hard. I'm drenched, like dripping. So if you're like worried about, like if you're, 
It's excess that's giving you your health problems in most cases. Excess of anything. You have to just yes. learn. Balance. What balance. you teach. Balance. I mean, you have to. You can't it's get realistic. around it. Mm-mm. Balance works the best. Because you can still enjoy the things you love, but don't overconsume it. Yeah. And I, I always feel, I know the difference in how I feel when I'm eating balanced versus when I have just overconsumed something. Mm-hmm. You become very in tune with your body and you, you feel it. You're like, oh. Yes. Like, I feel like not good. No. You know, it's like such a different feeling and, and get comfortable with that feeling, you know? Um, but I think it's just important. I know a lot of times we always want to find out. We want to find a reason for something all the time. We want to find a reason why I'm, I must be doing something wrong. I must have something wrong with me because I can't lose weight. I'm exercising, I'm eating right, and I can't lose weight. Yeah. But don't be so naive to the fact that you might be doing something wrong with your nutrition and your, it it just feels like people like to be able to say, no wonder I can't lose weight. It's because I have high cortisol. Well, you have high cortisol because you're overeating usually, because you're overly stressed, because Mm -hmm. you're not sleep, the lifestyle medicine's not good. Yes. You're not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. You're not drinking enough water. You have high stress in your life. You're over-consuming foods. Those are all leading to high cortisol. So the lifestyle medicine will fix that too. It's, not, it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Usually it's the excess habits that lead to the issues. It's not the issues that lead to the weight gain. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And people oftentimes think it's, oh, no wonder. It's because I have uh, high cortisol and adrenal fatigue and like my hormones are all messed up. Well, why are your hormones messed up though? Your hormones are messed up because you're eating too much. Yeah. They don't want to talk about that though, never. They come your up with excess. all these other a million excuses or reasons like they're experts. But I th- it's like, why, why have to feel find the excuse? Just fix the, like, you don't always have to find the reason. Without like, just try the lifestyle medicine first and then see where you're at after that. After mm-hmm. you're like, you know what? No, I know <clears throat> now I've got a handle on my volume and lo and behold, I was eating more than I thought. Yeah. Thought I was eating way less than this. But now that I track, I realize I was probably eating a thousand calories more per day than I thought. Guess what? A thousand calories more per day than you thought. Not hard to do. And that's, you're going to be gaining like, Eight to 10 pounds a month at that rate. Mm-hmm. So you have 7,000 calories in a week. Yeah, that's a lot. It doesn't- it's Two pounds. And let me tell you, it's not that hard to do. Nope. It is not that hard to do. It's not. I think I naturally, like if I didn't track my calories and just ate what I wanted, not like overboard, but just kind of like ate the meals and things that I wanted- um, I would probably consume somewhere around 2,500 calories a day mm. and be like, I would be like satisfied, fully satisfied. Um, I don't feel the sat- feeling of satisfaction every day. I-, I feel the hunger, but I like that feeling of feeling a little hungry, you know, it makes you really enjoy your food a lot when you get that, when you're leave a little room. Mm-hmm. Um, you're but- not going to die from the hunger either. No, but that's like where my comfort zone is. And, and like my maintenance truly is about 2,000 calories. So see the difference there? See the disconnect? I maintain at 
averaging about 2,000 calories a day, so 14,000 calories a week. But I, my, my hunger and my appetite wants me to eat, you know, 17,000 calories a week. So if I didn't monitor and I just ate according to my appetite, chances are I would be putting on weight at about the rate of a pound a week. That's 52 pounds in a year. Yeah. See? That's very gradual. And that's not binging. That's not eating like a maniac. That's still eating all the healthy things. My avocado toast and an acai bowl and fruit and, you know, chicken and all these perceived healthy things, right? But you can get fat eating a healthy diet. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. People don't think that though. Eating healthy and maintaining weight or losing weight are not the same thing. They're absolutely not. Um, Calories in, calories out, right? Nobody's debunked that? Nobody has debunked that. Calories in, calories out. As much as people want to debunk it. Listen, the fact is the matter is when I'm chunky or when I'm chunkier, it has never been for any other reason other than I am eating more than normal. Yes. And moving less than normal. Yep. There's no other. Listen, I'm a perimenopausal 46-year-old, mother of two adults. My hormones are kind of getting funky. They're starting to get funky. My periods are not regular. I'm definitely in perimenopause. Doesn't change the fact that if I stick to my average 2,000 calories a day or 14,000 calories a week, I don't gain any weight. I start veering in the one direction, having heavier weekends or whatever. I start feeling fluffy. I pull back a little bit the next week. It comes off. My hormones aren't changing that. Nothing is changing that. My perimenopause so isn't changing that. <clears throat> so it's, it, every time I have been chunky, I have, it's because I eat too much. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. Yeah. Every no time other I've reason. Been, not no. your hormones. No. Not your thyroid. No. Like when I got pregnant and I gained 100 pounds, I ate like I gained 100 pounds. Like I ate. I can't even tell you, astronomical amounts of food. I don't know what got into me when I was pregnant. I could not control my appetite whatsoever. And I ate out of control. And I think that I caused like permanent appetite damage by doing that. Eating exorbitant amounts of food for a long period of time permanently affected the fact that my appetite is just very large and always just very large. I I say comfortably I can eat 2,500 calories, but honestly... I, I could and have had those 5,000 calorie days. I remember eating. when I first met you, you told me like I could, I could put down a pizza if I wanted to, a large or something. And I was like, yeah, right, because you were skinny. You were real thin. Yeah. And then I, one day, I think after, I think we talked about this after like a party in San Francisco, we went to go eat burritos. This is the first time I ever took yeah. you there. And you, you chowed it faster than me. You put it down. Yeah, I, I did. Like, Damn, I can. I can eat. I can eat. I can eat, that's for sure. You got a man's appetite. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, you know, I I don't know. I just feel like people want to True. find other reasons, which is yes. fine to do some know your body and and like figure out what's going on with it. Um, mm-hmm. but there it's still there's still not like a direct connection. All of the connections with hormones and weight gain are indirect. Please remember that. If you find out, oh my gosh, I have high cortisol, that's why I'm gaining weight. You're not gaining fat because you just have high cortisol. 
what could be happening with high cortisol is you could be um, getting hungrier. It causes it causes cravings. It causes like sugar cravings. It also causes like it could mess with your body composition um, because during if periods of really high cortisol, <clears throat> if you, for extended periods of time, your mod, your body is not as likely to preserve muscle. It's more likely to yes. True. To use muscle for energy mm -hmm. and then you you retain more fat on your body and you lose muscle. It, it could also cause like inflammation in the belly and like you're, you're like you feel fluffy in the belly. So it could cause those things, but it's not a direct impact. Um, so, you know, if you have something like high cortisol, it doesn't change the fact that healthy lifestyle is still your friend, a balanced meal plan, monitoring your food volume, because that's most of the times the issue moving your body. But if you have high cortisol, not as you don't want as rigorous of exercise, you want to do something more like walking as your exercise, something low, lower impact, because if you have elevated cortisol, workouts actually elevate your cortisol more so you got to work on things mm. work on managing stress in your yeah. life that's really what True. the issue is usually you have a very stressful life if you have a very stressful life then it makes it harder to lose weight you're not sleeping well you got cravings you got high cortisol um but just remember that when you figure out these things you're working with your doctor or whatever there is still no replacement for a healthy lifestyle it's just that you you got your healthy lifestyle you got your moderation on point then you can layer in different things depending on what you're dealing with. If yeah. you are in menopause and your hormones are completely out of whack, maybe a um, hormone replacement therapy mm -hmm. for men and women. It's funny because it's called menopause men, but it's actually a woman thing. Because I feel like too. men go through men menopause. Let's call it menopause. Men have menopause too. Where something, something hit me in my 40s. I don't know what the hell. Maybe they their testosterone is is messed up and it causes low moods and low energy and low sex drive and things like that. But they have hormone replacement therapy for men too. So you can get your, your yes. hormones checked out. But again, it still is, it's a, it's an additive mm -hmm. to your healthy lifestyle. It is not in lieu of a healthy lifestyle. So get your, get your like baseline figured out, yep. figure out a way to consistently consistently i cannot hammer this enough to consistently live a healthy lifestyle like yeah. that is just how you live mm -hmm. that is day to day the way you live your life yep. it's not a temporary thing consistently move your body sleep well drink water and be on top of your food volume i i feel like it's got become taboo to say that like oh my god eating disorders if you're tracking meticulously i didn't say track meticulously but what i did say is Stop being in freaking denial about yeah, how much you're eating. Exactly. Film yourself. Film every meal. And then, and then look at the end of the day and see what you think you've eaten. Yeah. Like I was talking to my clients in coaches chat yesterday and I said like, if there's something that you love that you know you go to your pantry every day and you grab a couple. Like for me, it's like I love my candy apple pretzels. Mm. So I'll go and grab one or two. And I noticed that I was doing that. I was like, hmm, this is not good. Because these are good, but I'm grabbing one or two. By the end of the day, I'm probably having like two to three servings of these pretzels. They're oh. 150 calories a serving. Oh, wow. So if you are now suddenly not tracking it because it is a snack that you're just 
picking at once or twice, but it's now 450 calories because you grab a couple every time you see them. That's that's a lot of volume of food that you're eating that you're not accounting for mentally. Yeah. You're not even thinking about it when you think like, I hardly eat. You're not thinking about the pretzels that you eat. Grab a little container, measure out one serving, put mm. it on your desk, let your, go ahead and snack on the pretzels. But when yeah. that container is empty, that's a serving. No more. No more. Those are the kind of things you need to be aware of. And yep. you need to stop pretending and stop ignoring and stop thinking they don't count because it's a little here and a little there. That's the problem. So for the people that think, I don't really eat that much. If you're not losing weight, I don't care if you don't think that you don't eat that much. The fact is you eat enough to the point where you're not losing weight. Or if you're gaining weight, you're eating more than you need to to survive and your body is storing it as fat. Period. End of story. The law of thermodynamics. Look That's it what's up. happening. Google it. So like, believe us, calories in, calories out. Yeah, I mean. There's no magic pill that's gonna, you're going to take. It's going to eat all your fat away either. All that's fake news out there. No. There's, there's no pill yet on the market that helps you lose weight faster by speeding up your metabolism. There are like a lot of diabetes medications mm -hmm. that um, they're now prescribing. You guys, you have to take a, you have to get a shot and it's expensive if your insurance doesn't cover it. But it, it's um, appetite control. Mm. It is for diabetics, but now they're, it's been approved for weight loss. Mm. And it basically is to help you control your appetite. And yes, you, you have to be obese for a, a reputable doctor to prescribe this yeah. because he should not be prescribed. Like if, if a doctor were to prescribe it to me, they should have their license taken away. Yes. I do not need a, a, a shot to, to lose weight. But I'm sure there's going to be clinics popping up. It's very expensive. Of course. Um, but it's going to help you with appetite control, but it's not going to help you once you stop taking the medication. Isn't it, isn't it crazy? Like we've invented and created so much things in life, like medications that can save your life. But the one pill that they can't create that they've tried is a pill that's going to eat your fat No, away. but I do think it's helpful for, if you're obese and you've been extremely obese, maybe you're considering weight loss surgery. I think it could be very helpful. It's great that there's medications that are FDA approved for weight loss, but unfortunately, mm -hmm. I think they're going to be abused. Yes. Um, and they're going to be given to fix. people who shouldn't be taking them. Yep. Again, it's not a pill. It's an injection. And it's very expensive. And if you do not learn the, fundament the fundamentals of your food volume and the types of things you should be eating and exercising and all of those things... When you stop the medication, you will gain all of the weight back. It's the same reason why weight loss surgery, if you don't learn the fundamentals of why you became obese to begin with, mm -hmm. you will eventually eat your stomach back to stretching out and gaining your weight back. So it's still no substitute for that healthy lifestyle work that you have to do. That's what I teach my clients. It's how to live a normal life yes. with families, with, with errands, with, you know, soccer soccer weekends and and yeah. you know shuffling kids around mm -hmm. and all of those i try to teach my clients how to live a normal life and still have a healthy weight still be healthy weight still enjoy life but have a healthy lifestyle um so they don't get to that situation where they're needing an injection to get to the point where you know they're not in danger yeah because these injections really are given for people who because they've now they're really starting to accept and talk about how 
obesity is like the one of the leading causes of death because it is, is the leading cause of many, many diseases. So they're trying to treat the obesity it to is. prevent the diseases. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good. I, I think it's a good thing. I can't thing. never become obese. If I, if I become obese, I become diabetic. It runs in my family, mm-hmm. automatic. My, my mother and her five sisters were all diabetics and her grandfather. Yeah. And so I think uh, it's a good thing. I don't think it's negative. I think it's a good thing. I unfortunately think that people will abuse it, use it as a crutch. Um, quick fix. Yeah. And the, the scary fix. thing is with medications that really inhibit your appetite, um, you become less likely to eat the nutritious things that you need to have a healthy body while you're losing weight, to have the energy to have to exercise while you're losing weight because you don't have a great appetite. So the things that you want to eat are going to be the more highly palatable things. Yes, you might eat less calories, overall lose weight, but in the end, is the weight loss going to be a healthy weight loss? That's to be seen. I don't really know. Um, a whole lot about it, but there are some stuff on the market and I'm starting to see a lot more stuff about it. So more more on that as I learn more, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not necessarily against it. I think it could be great if it's done correctly and yeah. you still learn the basics, guys, because you, you can't escape knowing the basic, basics of, of living like a healthy lifestyle and controlling your food volume and being aware of what it is. Yep. Because excess is, is the root of all evil. Everything. Right. If you have a drink or two, you're good. Yeah. You start going three plus four, ooh, you cross that line. Next day you're gonna right? your body's Anything. gonna let you know. Even like Advil, right? Advil's so good. Like it's an anti inflammatory, good pain reliever over the counter. If you take too much Advil, you mess up your gut lining, mm-hmm. you you thin your blood, like you did so many things. It could really like wreak havoc. You can have internal bleeding from taking too much Advil. Crazy. It is an over the counter medication, works well, but abuse it and you will deal with the ramifications of that but you know what's crazy is humans didn't have all this couple two three four five hundred years ago how the hell did we get to this point like survive how did they how did people survive back then i wondered that there was no medications it wasn't none of they this. they made things they made medications out of nature different remedies huh yeah, yeah don't you know like mm-hmm. like i know um Alyssa's, uh boyfriend's family's vietnamese so he, he has a lot of like old wives tale like of course medications or they use ginger for like settling your stomach or mint and it works and then and then my dad you know he has all kinds of like like he does things with olive oil for like a rash you like heat up olive oil and you put it on a rash and it clears up rash or eczema so like that those types of things they used nature that's crazy they used nature and we kind of you know we got, we got away, away with that. the industrial the industrial Cause, revolution cause western medicine ain't it it's it's pres- prescribe 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 inject prescribe now it's vaccine 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 yeah like, damn okay it's crazy Anyways, guys, thank you so much for being with us on this Friday. Hopefully this wasn't too heavy. You know, we never really know what we're going to talk about sometimes. We just kind of get on and apparently we always have a lot to say. I don't know. So hopefully you guys enjoy having coffee with us and stay tuned because we will be back on Monday with another episode. Thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you on the next one. Have a great weekend.